Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Welcome to the second episode of the 171st week of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. Again, it's Jared joined by Lucas, Wyatt, Bart, and Aiden. Let's get straight into it. Um, the NFL's competition committee is considering banning the use of the two-cheek sneak, as has been dubbed, which the Eagles ran often throughout the season where the QB sneaks it and players push from behind, essentially, over the line. Um Wyatt, do you think this would be a good move to ban this play? Or will this play like will this play actually become unguardable? What are, what are some of your thoughts on this? Um, I kind of reside in the middle of good and bad. I I see both sides. It is one thing to just have like crack the code of what is a good play. Um, but I don't really have a problem with the NFL not wanting this to be the product that they put out. It's a little boring when the QB sneak rolls around and you knew the Eagles were gonna get it. Um, you can also assume that teams would begin to put together personnel that could most effectively do this play. The Eagles specifically are uniquely equipped because their quarterback can squat 600 pounds, and I don't think a single <laughs> other team out there can say the same thing. Maybe Danny Dumbbells, but that's probably Danny, about Danny it. Dallas. <laughs> um, Danny what? But, we'll you know, we'll some other they, could, they can mess around with their personnel. They could swap out the quarterback for a big running back and put two extra linemen in the backfield and have them push. Um, and it doesn't necessarily put together a really interesting viewing product. The NFL can't really stick around and find out if the f- what the future is for this play or how teams decide to run it or um, if the Eagles find a way to get three yards on the play. Like if you just don't want to have piles, you don't like to have the guarantees. And although I do think that the Eagles kind of crack the code and of course they made the Super Bowl, so it's kind of like, hey, good for you. But um, I don't really think the NFL wants to have an unstoppable play, and I don't really blame them for not wanting that either. My biggest issue is that it's it's not unstoppable for everybody. Like, it takes a very unique set of circumstances for this play to be, like, as effective as the Eagles were, which is they have one of the best offensive lines on football. They do have a quarterback that can squat 600 pounds. And, like, I think there are ways that you can stop it too. Like, I think that, I don't know, there are probably personnel you can get or schemes you can run. Like, this is not a guaranteed play for everybody. This would be like banning the shift because, like, the Yankees got really good at the shift Mm -hmm. and nobody else. Like, it's like not even banning a strategy in the sense that, like, it equal, like, everybody's doing it and Mm -hmm. it gives an unfair advantage to one side of the ball. This is like one team got good at it because of their personnel. If, like, for whatever reason, God forbid, like, Jalen Hurts gets injured or the Eagles offensive line like falls off the face of the earth. Like, I don't know. Like it's, they're not going to be at like a hundred percent efficiency with it either. I think it just like takes a very unique set of circumstances for this to work out. Mm-hmm. And so banning it because one team got good at it feels odd to me. Kind of. Yeah. But I agree. And it's also weird because, or I didn't realize how successful QB sneaks were even without considering the two cheek sneak. Like stats I saw said that it was that QB sneaks are successful eighty three percent of the time and getting like on a fourth mm-hmm. and one, third and one. And the Eagles, I think the stat I kept seeing was like ninety percent when they were doing their 
the Jalen Hurts thing. So like that's not that big a difference, you know. And I and I honestly I feel like Jalen Hurts would be above average in terms of a normal QB sneak too. So I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't fully believe that this is something based on the evidence we have that like the NFL needs to come in and stop. Well, so why I think it's a fine product to put out personally. I think the league should prioritize offense and prolonging drives personally. That's what that's like what people honestly as the more I've watched yeah, football, but it doesn't I wanna, but it doesn't <laughs> look good from a viewing product from just like the, the pile. It's like a rugby it's like a rugby scrum. Like, people uh, watch rugby for yeah. that for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Who? Jared name so one name one person game. you know that watches rugby. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> like literally, like anybody. I'm <laughs> sure Jeff does watch yeah. rugby. No, yeah, a rugby Jeff. correspondent on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is that banning it this off season, like before it's even had a chance to be yeah. like mm-hmm. the thing, would be ridiculous because we have no idea if other well, teams you, will you, be able to. Exploit. Of course they are. It, it's a copycat league. Somebody, other teams are going to try it. Oh, what no, if no, five that's, teams that's what can I'm do it? I want to see other teams. Well, then, then we can talk about banning it. I want to see other teams mm. try first, because yeah. otherwise, you're banning the Eagles for something that might not even be. It might mm-hmm. be a non-issue, like Lucas was saying. Mm-hmm. It probably will be. It probably will be know. an issue, though. I think. I don't think it's going to be well, yeah, but like a non-issue. Preemptively banning it seems silly to me. Yeah. Should we also preemptively ban? I don't even know Patrick <laughs> Mahomes taking painkillers since that boosted him. Into, uh, that was a terrible oh, example, but all I'm saying is, wait a year. Next off season, I would be more curious to see if this goes anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like it breaks the game, you know. They still have to get yeah. to fourth and one or third and one or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, it's but not okay, like giving but, them another season will. But but NFL things. coaches are smart, and they could probably find a way to get go from one yard to three yards. Okay, well, and the, if on the, third the and three, coaches need to figure something out third... too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like the defensive coaches have to just like sit there and be like, "Well, I'll accept that this is the way." No, football but has but to I mean, like, like you watch the replays; something. it's almost well, impossible Troy, to with well, the Troy cut Troy blocks. Troy and jump over First the line, jump yeah, over yeah. the line, and sack the quarterback as he's yeah, just snapping. get somebody who can jump really high. That's not really like an effective defensive play to do that. Um, but it's like. What if the Eagles found a way to get three yards on the play and on third and four, they ran it. And then on fourth and one, they ran it again in two of the four plays on a, on a given set of downs are QB sneaks. It, it'd be like, yeah, I don't really care. Like I would just stop watching. And you know what? You would stop watching football. I would stop watching the Eagles. Yeah. Oh two quarterback sneaks in one drive. <laughs> I would stop watching the Eagles. I like, but they're people, not doing that. Though. They're not doing that. Though. Football players be cool. <laughs> That's not cool. Is that worse than a failed third third down attempt and then a punt that touched touches back, for example? <laughs> yeah. From a viewing, so from a from a, a viewing sequence, go. Yeah. From a viewing product, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Because at least I don't there, see how you, anything. There is, is there a, is a touchback <laughs> punt. <laughs> <laughs> when does a touchback punt happen? Like how often? At least in the air, like when the ball is kicking the air, you're like, I don't know where this ball is going to go. Maybe he returns it for a touchdown. Oh, okay. I think t- the NFL wants the parody. The NFL wants the <laughs> ooh and on ah the drama and like what's going to happen. Well, I just Eagles don't think they lost the Super Bowl. And I'm so not. And I'm, and I'm not just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not in like a, and they made the Super Bowl in like a historically weak NFC too. I mean, I love the Eagles and they almost won the Super Bowl, but it's like it's not like the Eagles were like breaking the game of football. It, like, but the well, NFL can't wait around to find year, out though. to they're see gonna, what happens. Why can't they? They're they going to be running this on every down. Okay, it's going to be first and ten. They're going to do their little drive forward for five. You know, it's just yeah. 
<laughs> and it's also like not like the Eagles were doing this on like their own thirty, except in like very yes. extenuating circumstances. Like... <laughs> but they're not doing it. They're not yeah. doing it yet. The point is, is that of course teams are going to figure out how to run this better or run this differently. What if the Eagles find a way to run it better and they can get four yards on the play, then and then they run it three times during a given drive? Like it'd be it'd be so boring to watch. I'm not necessarily like I'm partially in the in the line of. NFL defenses are going to have to find a way to figure it out, but I don't blame the NFL for saying maybe we just don't want people to watch the scrum. Maybe that we just want them to watch Patrick Mahomes throw a sixty-yard bomb. Like we are, they've already changed the rules for a viewing right. product that that makes it more offensive friendly. That like like offensive viewing friendly of people that you can't run over the middle or you can't hit over the middle and, and the blindside blocks and things like that. They changed the rules so that you can watch the game and enjoy the game. And I think that this would take away from that. But what they're calling in the, those scenarios isn't going to be, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, we can't do the two cheek sneaks. And so now we're going to have Hertz throw it 40 yards, right? Like, yeah. instead they're going to run they, it. But it's, do there's a, more up in the air. There's just yeah. more up in the air. That if he, ra- if he were to throw a bubble pass, it's not a guarantee they're going to get the first, first down. If or a halfback dive, the bubble, or yeah, the a toss. <laughs> I think it just like, makes a short yard stop more interesting, though. Like in the same way that like a blocked punt is r- way more interesting yeah. now because of like how success, or like a blocked extra point or a blocked field goal or whatever. I think it'll just make this like it wasn't unstoppable. They they failed it at least three times. Twenty nine of thirty two. So, and it makes those times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a like pretty good success rate. Right? Yeah, yeah but, the, but those three yeah. stops though are like more triumphant now, like a blocked punt is, or a turnover. <laughs> Again, QB sneaks are already very successful. Mm. Like it's you know okay, it's but like the blocked punt like going is kind of like B to a B plus. Like I don't know special, but uh, but the special team stuff like the blocked punts and the the kickoffs they're kind of like yeah 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 like whatever. What? I think it kind of falls in that same category of like. Yeah, I just don't care. Like when fourth down goes around, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Like, I think they want people to watch <laughs> the game the as much as possible. You know, <laughs> if if they would if they ran it 32 times, if you told me that they were gonna run 32 times and 29 of them converted, I would not give a single damn about the fourth down. Like I just get up and walk away. That'd be the, those would be the bathroom. But like the times when you look up, like when can I go to the bathroom during a movie? Like that's why that. would you go to the bathroom if they'll continue having the ball the next play? That doesn't make because I gotta like, go to the bathroom. It was quick. <laughs> I don't well, wait. The two minute <laughs> warning's coming up, Lucas. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, yeah, but they wouldn't even be they wouldn't be losing the ball. They would just be attempting a normal quarterback sneak, right? So yeah, you're. Yeah. Would you stay for the normal? Yeah, but there's, yeah, because there's more there's more room of it's still eighty three percent. No, it's like ten, we're talking ten percentage points. We all have our bathroom percent, right? Like, it's, you know. Yeah. 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 Right. Why it's eighty-five percent over under? That's what he makes the call. Yeah. Well, um, we are going to talk some more NFL, but before we get to that, a quick message from our sponsors. This episode of the Lunchpail Guys podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on an NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. 
Download the app now and sign with code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TPPN. We um, have been going through every NFL uh, every NFL team this offseason from lowest winning percentage to highest, which means, of course, I know you're keeping track at home. Next up is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Bart, what do you think the Arizona Cardinals need to do in order to become a playoff contender next season? Let me just say the Cardinals rebuild, if I may call it that, is going to be very interesting. Uh, first of all, they need to be patient because they got a new head coach, new GM, and new coordinators on both sides of the ball. And apparently all those guys are doing that role for the first time in their career. <laughs> so that'll be mm-hmm. interesting. They're going to have a ton of roster turnover this offseason. And Kyler tore his ACL in December. He's almost definitely not going to be back for the start of the season. So at the very least, the start of next year is going to be rock. Um, what can they do? They can start with the easy stuff. Like organizationally, they can improve their image. We saw the organizational rankings. Cardinals were second last. Apparently, they're the or- only organization that charges players for meals. Oh, my goodness. For example. I mean, like, what, it's ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fix stuff like that, yeah. and you can actually maybe get more for agents to want to come play for you. Um, and then also in terms of within the game, like they led the league in penalties last year. Clean that up. That should be easy to fix. They lost 13 of their last 14 home games. That's unacceptable. You need to play better at home at least. Funny stat, Mahomes won more games at that stadium than Kyler did last year, which is just outrageous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then also injury luck was a thing. They were arguably the team that got screwed over by injuries the most. And so that should regress to the mean and help them out a little bit as well. This offseason, what can they do? Well, rumors are swirling that they're going to trade Nuke. I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, I understand it. On one hand, it's doing the opposite of trying to help out your new, you know, franchise cornerstone in Kyler. But Nuke is expensive and he's already 30, so I can understand why they would do it. Um, Like I said earlier, they're going to have a ton of roster turnover. They're losing 30 free agents this year, or I should say they have, which is basically half of their roster. I mean, that's nuts, right? Probably not a great place for the new organization to be in or new regime, I should say, but they'll... They'll figure it out. J.J. Watt's gone. We know that. That's going to hurt. Um, I saw basically there's one guy, Byron Murphy, cornerback, is like the one guy I saw listed as a free agent that they should try to retain. Otherwise, they don't really have any must-haves. Um, they need to focus on their biggest holes. I mean, the whole roster is bad. But I would say offensive line, defensive line, and cornerback. So, like, I don't know if you guys saw Orlando Brown, Chiefs. He's not getting tagged. So he'd probably be their dream signing. Mike McGlinchey would be nice. There are a bunch of guys on the defensive side that would be good as well. They're seventh in cap space right now, so they should be able to make some splash moves. And then in the draft, their draft last year was awful. They didn't have a single rookie contribute meaningful like stats or outputs this season. So this year they need to do better. I don't know who they'll take at three. You have a great argument for trading down, which I think would make more sense because their roster is so bad. But if they go at three, I would love to see Will Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Carter obviously is probably not going to go that high anymore because of his legal troubles but that's another name that would have made sense ultimately though I think this team needs to focus on Kyler because you just gave him that contract and you want to set up your franchise cornerstone to do well so like even though he's not going to start at first I think the new offensive coordinator needs to design this new offense around him uh, they need to go out of their way to, to add pieces you know replace Nuke in the, in the draft if you're trading him things like that Otherwise, if, if he's still struggling, then this whole franchise is going to be struggling. And so it, everything else is a moot point. Yeah. I think if they do, obviously, when Kyler gets healthy, and if they did keep DeAndre Hopkins, they could. that's a team that you could turn around pretty quickly. Like, they're not, like, you could see, like, a team like the Bengals, for example, did it very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
um, if you if you get the pieces right. Obviously, like you said, Bart, they're really inexperienced. And come, bringing up those NFL report report card grades was interesting because when you think about the Cardinals under Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury, they always got really bad at the end of the season. And if you look at like training training facility and stuff, it's like F minus across the board. So they weren't conditioned probably well enough, or they weren't having like the right off season program that sort of stuff. So that would be another interesting little thing that like just popped in my head when you brought that up about something that they can affect as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I do some think, though, if you said, keep... Oh. Go ahead, Bart. I was, I was just going to say, some guys equated their, their facilities to, like, high school level. which That's crazy. You need to know. Yeah. That is crazy. But I do think, Sorry, like, get Kyler healthy, and then, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe they are going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. But if you have him, too, and Kyler, you can turn around that team really quickly, I think. Won't be next season, obviously, but after that. Yeah, it's interesting the way that people approach mock drafts because they're hardly ever the team that trades back. And I think being at third, especially if, you know, like, I mean, there's there are situations where the Bears trade back with the Houston Texans and then the Bears trade back again from the two spot with the Colts. Um, but I think that also with the Colts being at four, I think Arizona also is in a valuable position for teams to want to jump them if the Raiders or the Falcons really feel like mm-hmm. it or the Panthers feel like it jumping their way up. Cause although maybe it's the, the sentiment is like, let's not wait around to see if he's a good defensive mind. And cause he obviously like the Eagles obviously had Hassan Reddick and he kind of makes their life a little easier when you design defenses, mm-hmm. maybe having Will Anderson makes that a lot better. But I, I think that their biggest need right now is going to be on the defensive side. And I also think that they're able to supplement some of their offense if they do trade D hop by acquiring some day two picks as well, because I think corners and wide receivers are going to be readily available early in the second round. And they don't have to, like, I don't know if Will Anderson, I mean, this it sounds dumb because I know that he people think that he's, or it's widely regarded that he is a great edge rusher, like edge rusher one, clearly clean cut guy, whatever. I don't know if he's like really going to impact their team if they draft him at three for the next two years. Like, mm-hmm. like are they really going to make a big leap because they have Will Anderson or they because they have a lot of holes to flush out on this roster? Like you said, go and get yeah. Orlando Brown if possible. I mean, you can probably structure his contract in a way that makes it work. And then just trade back and supplement the rest of your offense and just make sure that – because Kyler Murray is the most important guy in that franchise. They made it pretty clear when they signed him that it's not like – they don't have a franchise quarterback and they're not going to be able to draft a franchise quarterback. So edge rusher one fell right into their lap. They have a franchise quarterback and now their job is to make sure that he is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a, a parallel for that would be like Nick Bosa. Cause he went second with the Niners. And I think most people would say he's like the linchpin of that defense. Now, obviously it might not work out that well, but that's an example of maybe how it would be worth it. So, mm-hmm. Sorry. Ed. No, it's fine. Yeah, it just depends how far they trade back. It does seem like there would be mm-hmm. a market for that third pick, given that there's hype around at least three QBs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You'd probably say four. So there's they're going to get offers. Yeah, on the topic, though, of them um, getting depth at certain positions, like I think, Wyatt, you mentioned wide receiver. 
Like they've had just a habit of accumulating expensive wide receivers. That is just, mm-hmm. I guess that I can see where they were trying to go with it with trying to get Kyler talent around him, but that's just not sustainable to have Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. who they just cut. Like those are a, three guys making what like 10 plus million d hop was making a ton so like d hop's cap it is 30 million dollars this year yeah like that (laughs) you cannot you know not sustainable yeah no what about what about kyler though what what is where do you think he like ranks among nfl quarterbacks and like what what kind of tier is he in because we've had him as like sometimes we've had him as a dark horse mvp preseason and then other times it's kind of like an afterthought like where 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 do you guys see Kyler? I think he's like just into the top half. I don't know. You look at his stats from last year, in terms of the, you know, I'm forgetting the word, but the ones that are equal across, no matter mm-hmm. how many games you played, twenty third in passer rating, twenty second in touchdown to interception ratio. Those are both pretty actively bad, <laughs> I would say. Um, and I think that while they're not maybe necessarily reflective of his full talent. Like, I don't feel comfortable calling him a Dark Horse MVP candidate until I see some sort of turnaround from how he performed last year. The, the, yeah. the thing about Kyler is always, like, you can get what you what we got last year, but, like, when he's on and he's playing at his best, he seems like he's, like, a top-five quarterback. That's the trouble mm-hmm. is that that doesn't happen very often. So I, I think I agree with you, Lucas, that he sneaks into the top half. But, like, I will say, if you can get more out of him, like if this new coach does something differently, I could see him consistently being a lot better than what we've seen. Of course, he might also just want to play COD or whatever it was. And he <laughs> yeah, he just leaves a lot to be desired, I think, as a quarterback, where he has the ability and to, to be up there with guys like, let's say, like Josh Allen. Or um, Justin Herbert, who it's like you just have all the physical gifts in the world. You should be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but there's clearly like a disconnect there with him where he's more in a tier of Dak Prescott, I think. And I think, and honestly, Dak Prescott is at least more consistent. Like the high, the highs are not necessarily as high, but his lows aren't necessarily as low as Kyler is. And it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not really a believer. A lot of people think that he is one of the five best. He really could be the best in the NFC, but he he's gonna have to be serious. Like he has to be an adult. He has to go out there and show everyone that he's ready to go and and, and compete and be one of the and focused and and work hard and not be in COD because like the homework clause is gonna sit with people forever. I don't think people are gonna be like. Well, now it actually is not in the contract, so they were like just just goofing around. Like that's not really true. It, it, there mm-hmm. is a, a question about his focus there, and he's going to have to really be on top of his game this year because every time he messes up, it's going to come up. Yeah. Just kind of felt like that was going to be last year if it was ever going to be any moment. You know, like there was all that press for that. And then it, it, I don't know. Last year it just felt like he was still not all there right obviously he still had injury issues and whatnot but he was still like beefing with cliff kingsbury all the time and it just mm-hmm. things felt off so i don't know i'm definitely more down on kyler than i was last year when i think i said that his contract extension was okay <laughs> but <laughs> so i'll be living that i down think for a i while. think the <laughs> thing is 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 like when when we we don't we have no idea 
who these people are. I've never interacted with an NFL quarterback in my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like <laughs> it's like you really don't know like the ins and outs. I can only make guesses based off of what I see mm-hmm. and how things play out. I think the homework yeah. clause being in there, the oh he stays up all the time playing COD. He's uh, clear. He's a notorious Call of Duty player. He's very much so online. Um, and then a report comes out that he, he has to like actually watch film and not play video games, and he demands a contract really early. It gives you the impression that he's like not really that into football necessarily. That it's more just like this is not who I am, but what I do. And when you're a quarterback, obviously you would like for people to be more vested in this is just what I do. Um, so especially if you're paying him hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. So and that's like like it's it's hard to tell when it's one way or the other because the media loves the narrative of like this person doesn't love the sport they're playing or they're not <laughs> as committed. Yeah. And a lot of times it just like feels like total BS. But with Kyler, like I don't know. It, yeah. Yeah. Like and we, I think that I think that's super unfair for rookies. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, will he even play? I think that's super unfair for a lot of people coming into the league where it's like, what's his motor? But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, he's a co- he was a college kid. Like, I don't know what, what it is. <laughs> After f- three years mm-hmm. in the league, you kind of know who's who and, like, how they are. But and, – and he's at that point where it's like we can kind of make a pretty good read on him. Um, so, yeah, like, you said, they love to run away with it. Sometimes it sticks, and I think this is – I think it's sticking here. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I hope we stuck with you here on this podcast. It's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you guys for listening. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on our socials at lunchpillguy underscore. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. Not Facebook. Uh, it <laughs> could be Snapchat. It could be Pinterest. It could be LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Come find us. We'll be there. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next week.